Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comments and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited. This is the radio program that is dedicated to helping you make smart decisions about your money. I'm your host, Randy Barkley, and I'm the president of Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm and we're located in Riverside. We serve the Inland Empire. I'm a certified financial planner and uh, there are also three other people in my office that are also certified as well as an attorney. Um, If you'd like to know more about us, we are fiduciaries. Just go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Every week, what I do is I divide my program into three segments. The first segment is what I refer to as retirement update. The second one is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Now, in the first segment of the program today on retirement update, you know, for those of you that remember Ben Stein, uh, he's, he's he's not dead, he's still alive, but he wrote an article which I really want to use in this first segment of the program today. I really felt that it was meaningful, particularly at this stage of a lot of my clients' lives and the people that listen to me, they're retired and they're at the latter end of their life, not the beginning part of their life. And he wrote wrote an article and it's called My Nine Rules to Live By. And I'm just going to kind of read this to you. I think it's really profound, but it's simple, but I really like the underlying meaning of it. And Ben goes starts the article it says i am now a relatively old man i've been not only surviving but observing for my whole life because i love you my readers i will now pass to you some key observations i have made and some suggestions about how life might be lived that flow from these observations rule number 1 do not count on the government to solve most of your problems The government can keep us out of war, at least for a time. It can pay for a meager Social Security, but it cannot, repeat, cannot keep us in a standard of living that we have become accustomed to, at least for most of us. The promises that politicians make are largely meaningless for most of us. They can promise to defeat Chinese competition, and maybe they can actually help with some of that, but they cannot guarantee that you will keep your job. They cannot keep promises to you about anything that's basic. Rule number two, it is important, vitally important to be not just rested day by day, but to be well rested. That's the difference between life and death, between productivity and zero. Whatever you have to do to keep well rested, do it and do it every day. I have suffered from this issue all my life. And if you can do better at it than I have, God will bless you for it. There is a reason that in the Bible, we are told that even God felt the need for rest after creation. We can believe that that or not as we wish, but whether or not the Almighty needed to rest, we humans do. Rule number three, long ago, a smart woman friend told me this simple lesson 
health is wealth. She was, is, and right on target. The difference in happiness we feel when we are healthy is far greater than how we feel if the stock market or the property market is up. God made us so that our feelings largely dictate how we experience joy or fear, and our feelings are affected very much by our lungs, our intestines, and our temperatures. It's spectacularly vital to feed yourself sensible food, to avoid excessive drinking, do not smoke. Also, if possible, a sensible weight makes a difference. Rule number four, and this is a tricky one indeed, you must look far into the future to see your retirement and to solvency in late age, but do not look only at the distant future. That, lie, that way lies sorrow because none of us gets out of here alive. And for most of us, that is, there is also ill health and the cruelest of all, the loss of loved ones, loss of a parent, a spouse, old friends, children, really beyond belief pain. All of those will happen. Be sure that in here and now, spend time with your loved ones and love them handsomely. There is terrible pain associated with feeling that you messed up the time you could have had with the ones closest to you. Don't do it. This is especially true about your spouse or love partner. Take time to love her or him with all your heart and soul. That's life or death. Rule number five, do not go with the flow if you know the flow is in the wrong direction. If you see all around you hatred and bigotry as the new fashion, then wear the old fashion of all American inclusiveness and love. I'm not getting into politics right now, except to say I see signs of a scary racial movement towards a racial state. I will not join in that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I will not hate myself, and that's vital. Rule number six, as life goes on, friends tend to fall away. Do not let it happen if you can avoid it. I live in an area that is largely alien to me politically. I avoid talks about politics and just stay on thin, trivial subjects like cars and movie stars. That, that works. Rule number seven, stay away from addictive drugs. They will drag you down. They will kill you and your family. I have seen it happen over and over again. Please don't think you are immune. You are not. If the drug, including alcohol, is strong enough to make you feel better, it is strong enough to capture you and wreck your life. Rule number eight, forgiveness whenever possible, and it is always possible. The man or woman you can forgive is truly walking in the footsteps of the Lord. Please don't let go of the heavy burdens of resentment, revenge, and just cut the other fellow some slack. Your life and his life will be lighter, more pleasant, unburdened. Above all, forgive yourself. Rule number nine, spend every second you can looking for good things around you and thanking God for them. When you are in line, when you are, when you are in a traffic jam, when you are in a broken toll booth, Use that time to be thankful and to pray. God bless you all. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about tactical asset management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner, who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. 
He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned. He can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as tactical asset management. You know, the uh, uh, investors, they're expecting a post-pandemic economic rebound. You know, stocks are lifting records, are hitting records. Yields on U.S. government bonds and certain derivatives are suggesting that the economy will be strong enough for the Federal Reserve that's the person that raises the interest rates to start raising short-term interest rates by 2023. Now, for those of you that keep a calendar, that's still a ways out yet. And uh, they expect interest rates to get back to the same levels they were prior to the pandemic. Now, that's, that's really important news if you're an investor. But in essence, investors are betting, and this is what's happening right now, for a, for a combination of government stimulus and coronavirus vaccines, and we're going to continue to drive that to a quick recovery. Now, if you go back a decade, and we had slow growth, and then, of course, we had, um, you know, Obama was, I guess he left office after two terms, and then Trump came in, and we saw the economy continue just to grow and grow. But it was measured primarily by unemployment, and unemployment hit a almost a record low, actually dropping below 4%, which is, which is amazing. But, um, you know, investors right now are still a little bit skeptical that there's going to be even a better outcome as we get past this time. And I think there, there are reason for that. There's a lot of factors that go into their skepticism. But let me just point out to you, we have, we have a chart in that we track a lot of economists, and particularly those that come out and publish their predictions about what the economy is going to be doing, what the S&P 500, the Dow, what it's going to hit. And for the last 10 years, we've been tracking, and it, it's, it's a spectacular failure. In other words, most people don't know where interest rates are going to be. They don't know where taxes are going to be. They don't know where the economy is going to be. So therefore, you have to be really careful when you just say, we're just going to buy in and we're just going to just going to let the major indices uh, take us to the next level. We think that we think right now, I mean, uh, from all the information that we have, that the indices will continue to climb and that Treasury yields are not going to go up significantly. Treasury, I mean, inflation is a big factor of what's going on right now in the marketplace. I'm having more conversation with clients and prospective clients about what is going to happen with inflation. Now, the Federal Reserve has at its disposal the ability to raise interest rates. And when they do that, it cools the economy. The question is, um, will, it, will the Federal Reserve be able to get ahead of that curve or they, will their timing be perfect? Most likely, their timing will not be perfect. They tried it back in 2018, and the stock market just felt like they were killing babies in the back room. I mean, they went down so dramatically. But at the same point in time, the Federal Reserve recognized that they had overcorrected and then went back and said, whoops, sorry, 
and then the market kind of recovered. Now this year, um, we have some stock market jitters as you know the yields on some of the things started to rise. Not so much that the Federal Reserve, but just the general market affecting you know supply and demand. And we're seeing some some rise in interest rates. Um, we're not negative interest rates, but we're really really low. So we expect that the interest rates will probably rise up to pre-pandemic levels, which is going to be somewhere around two, two and a half percent. Now, again, at the end of the day, we're looking at we're looking at inflation. Inflation is going to have a phenomenal impact upon where interest rates go. And we have, I mean, that's one thing that we have laser focus on is what the inflationary rates are going to be. But the expected inflationary rates. I mean, right now we're looking at all the charts and the information that we have. We can't see much beyond that 2% level. It might rise up slightly, but again, you know, even though commodities and some other supplies, some durable goods orders, um, pricing is a higher than what it was a year ago, of course, uh, we expect that as production meets demand, the cost and competition will come into play. Technology is going to have a major interface into the cost of completed goods and services. Like you're gonna buy a washer right now, if it's the only washer on the shelf and you're go, you need a dishwasher, you're probably gonna pay a little bit more for it. But in a two years from now, you'll probably get the better price because there'll be a higher supply of that product. And that means that you'll pay probably a more competitive. It's like car, I mean, don't buy things when everybody is buying, you buy when everybody is selling. Well, again, you can't do that with all these commodities. But what I'm saying is, is that the supply and demand really do have a cause and effect on pricing. And what we're in right now is kind of a temporary thing. Uh, lumber prices and copper and steel and some of these other, you know, wheat, food, I mean, any, any of the food products, uh, you'll see an increase in production. And what you'll see over time as they put that supply into the, into the supply chain, you know, it, you'll see the cost start to minimize. Now, again, different industries have different impacts. So you're going to have, it's not going to be a steady across the board recovery. It's going to be, um, it's going to be herky-jerky for some companies. Again, we're starting to see the, the mask come off. We're seeing people, particularly in California, we're starting to go out to dinner. We're starting to see more travel. Uh, I, I think it's going to affect the the way in which we interact with each other for a long time, you know, like 9-11 affected how we travel and it really hasn't changed since 9-11. It's been, you know, 20 years, but I think the pandemic is going to change for, for a long time, how we interact with people and it's going to affect. But what I am sensing and what the economy is showing is that people are breaking out of their COVID cave and they're starting to come out and they're starting to spend money. And I think everybody is somewhat surprised, including myself, how quickly this recovery occurred. In fact, it's the fastest recovery on record for the United States in a recessionary time. Now, of course, a lot has to do, of course, with stimulus that the government, we put almost $5 trillion into the economy. Concern right now is how do we pay that back because mostly it's in the form of debt. But at the same point in time, we have these lower interest rates, People had a lot of cash. People are good from a, from a balance sheet standpoint. They don't have as much debt as most people thought they did. And they started to buy things. And that is really, in fact, a lot of manufacturers having difficulty finding employees to produce the product that they need in order to meet the demand from buyers. So therefore, 
what we have right now is we are running into a uh, uh, a short term, possibly a slight bump in inflation, but we don't think it's going to be something that's going to be embedded like what had happened back in the late 70s and the early 80s. If you'd like to talk to me about it, we look at a lot of information and we help clients manage their portfolios so that they navigate through these tumultuous times and still produce a rate of return that will, you know, that will get them through the rest of their life. That's important. Give me a call. Phone number is 951-684-7011. Let's build a plan together. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as news you can use. For those of you that have listened to me for some time who know me and have met with me, you probably remember that I'm involved with an organization that deals with the homeless and primarily that deals with not the guy on the street. In fact, I was just talking to the police chief and he said, you know, the guy at the end of the, the off ramp that has the sign up, he makes about 50 bucks an hour on average is what they figure. And he said, none of those people are homeless. They, they have a home. He says, actually, they're making pretty good money tax free by doing what they do. And you also look at the derelicts, you know, the people that have uh, a drug and alcohol problem, the single men primarily. The homeless I'm talking about are more the children and the mothers and the wives and the broken homes because of disability and such. And they're trying to trying to keep their head above water. And that's where the organization that I come alongside of and we try to help to rescue, um, rehabilitate and restore that and bring them back. But one of the key issues of course, is housing. And there's an article in the Wall Street Journal. And if you'd like to have a copy of this, I'll be more than happy to send it out to you. The title in the article says, Union Blocks California Plans for More Affordable Housing. California legislators, um, I'm quoting from the article, proposed more than a half a dozen major bills last year to address the state's affordable housing crisis. Um, which researchers say is one of the worst in the nation. None of them passed. Listen to me, folks. None of them passed. Most died or with, were withdrawn. Uh, people involved in the process say largely part because of the campaigns waged against them by the state's powerful construction workers union. California State Building and Construction Trades Council, which represents 450,000 Iron workers, pipe fitters, and other skilled laborers has blocked numerous bills. And it says, you know, it says it do, well, don't guarantee enough work for its members. Um, it contributes tens of millions of dollars to these political uh, candidates. And they're by far one of the largest contributors to political. That's why our state is very labor based. Um, but the problem is 
the trades as they're known has literally stopped any effort that would streamline the process to provide for lower cost housing, which a lot of people at the lower economic scale, they don't have the ability to get into a home. And you talk to developers, you know, these, these gatekeepers for, for any significant legislation moving through Sacramento, they squash it. And the reason being is they want prevailing wage. They want union-based wages on every project in, in the state. And so even though the states, we have a fairly robust economy, 7.1 million Californians out of the 40 million live in the poverty line. And for those people that have been disenfranchised because of disability or job relocation, dislocation, there's a lot of reasons why people end up homeless. You know, the vast majority of people, you know, in that, you know, they're like one paycheck away from from bankruptcy. They don't even have $400 they can put together. So when all of a sudden somebody drops out of an apartment or a home, they lose it. It's very difficult for them to get back. And, and, it, and a lot of people lose their homes because not because there's drug and alcohol. There's other reasons and other factors. And that's the organization that I work with. Um, but, but again, at the end of the day, we try to find a solution. And you can't. And, because, and, and again, what this article talks about is that the trades you cannot build affordable housing and you cannot address the poverty by driving construction workers and their families into poverty. That's what their claim is. But builders say apprenticeship requirements drive up the expense of affordable housing construction in a state where it can cost, okay, you hang on your hats, can cost as much as $700,000 a unit. How many low income homeless people do you think can afford a $700,000 home? How many charities, how many organizations that are trying to put together enough money to keep housing for some of these people can afford to build new homes if your average cost is somewhere in the urban settings? I mean, in Riverside, in the Inland Empire, you're talking closer to about a half a million dollars per unit. And And it has a lot to do because the unions that have back provisions could slow or halt construction of affordable homes in, in these particular areas. They want control and they don't want anybody to come in that, was, that is not union. And this is, this is becoming a real problem. Now, in a state dominated by Democrats, deference to organized labor isn't novel. novel. The uh, California Teachers Association is the state's largest teachers union. They have immense power. In addition to that, you've got the nurses unions, uh, they hold they hold a lot of power over healthcare legislation, and in addition, you got local governments and neighborhood groups that have opposed many housing bills. And so, what you have is all this convergent of ideas and money and and political views, and it literally is a frustration. I can tell you from our perspective and our organization, it continually run we run up against it. And the other thing is that. You know, they they have they they've paid out more than 90 million dollars. These organizations have paid out more than 90 million dollars to state candidates and they control the vote. They control what they do. They control the candidacy. So I just want you to be aware as a listening audience. I want you to be aware of the problem is a political problem. It's not an economic problem. And if you'd like to have a copy of this article, I'd be more than happy to send it out to you. I'll send you a free reprint. It's called Union Blocks. California plans for more affordable housing. It affects all of us, folks. 
So either call me at my office at 951-684-7011 or just simply go to my website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances, the information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor.